The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock Podcast. This is the match review of Leeds United 1, Everton 2. My name's Adonis. You know me as at the Adelites on Twitter. And it's a very good hello from me. And joining us today is our mate Sam Ward at Sam Ward LUFC. Hello there. Good evening, everyone. Hello. Um, So a little bit of a disappointing result, to be fair. Um, But I think the performance was really good. Yeah, it was. It was. It's a bit not as not the same scale as the Liverpool defeat, but it's one of them where I'm actually not too upset about it. Everton are a good side and they did turn up today um, and we just threw everything, every single thing at that goal in the second half. So start off with the positives then, because the negatives are quite obvious <laughs> and we can, I'm sure we'll get onto them in a sec. Um, but I thought the, the major positive was the second half. Yeah. I thought we we came out a different team. We we were looking very similar to ourselves. It was lethargic all night, um, but in the second half we really piled on the pressure. We completely dominated Everton. Mm-hmm. I think it was only until a couple of mistakes led to a couple of counter attacks when we were really pushing everyone forward at the end that they had any sort of a sniff at, at our goal in the second half. Yeah. Daft little defensive errors, little little slips of concentration cost us in the first half. But second half, it's something to be positive about. And it is, yeah, it was a really good second half performance. And yeah, one, one that I've, you know, you've, you've got to take a lot of positives from. But yeah, frustrated we didn't get a point out of it mm. after giving everything. Um, yeah, so just going on the positives then. Um, so, <laughs> uh, I thought... I thought Alioski played well, and I've been one of his yeah. harshest critics. Um, yeah, I so thought right. he, I thought he played really, really well. He, he probably had his best game of the season in a lot of moments. He he did make a couple of mistakes, but everyone's capable of that. Yeah, that's it. Um, who else? Rafinha. Oh yeah, he almost dragged us back into it. Can't oh, him. You know? <laughs> I heard your um, your last <laughs> uh, your last podcast and. Oh, you just love him, don't you? You just love him. He always just wants to take over that game and get it by scruff of the neck and, and do something with it. And his legs are flailing everywhere. He's got tricks up his sleeve. You just love to watch him. But even he couldn't drag us through that second half, unfortunately. But mm. yeah, he's. I just love watching him. Even in a defeat, I just love watching him. It's amazing to think like where we would have been without him. No, I know. And that we just got him. It was just random it was just lucky yeah um that we had the opportunity to get him yeah a good 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 bit of business by order is that really good such a bargain yeah but yeah well necessary even, yeah it was yeah it was you know dallas i thought yeah was okay i'm starting to grow it wasn't bad i'm starting to grow to the idea of dallas now in there in center mid um he just gives that energy mm. um and he's got his defensive side of the game as well as you know he, he was a winger for a lot of time and he scored some good goals was over the years over the years we've had him so he's got both sides to his game and i think he's improving their game by game mm. Um, he was my man of the match last game actually against Leicester. Um, I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, he, he's always going to play well. He's always going to give hundred percent, isn't he? Um, and I feel like in the second half, a lot of the players just gave absolutely everything. There was a lot of good performances. Mm-hmm. Even Melier to to keep his concentration for that save. Um, was it Calvert Lewin? Mm-hmm. I think it's. it's mm-hmm. I, I was a goalkeeper myself, and you know when your team are absolutely dominating. Um, at the other end of the field, you know, it is really hard to keep your concentration. 
and just keep the sharpness about you. Mm. So, and he always manages to do that because there's a lot of times we are on the front foot and are dominating, and he does, you know, he still comes up with them serves. So credit to him. But yeah, like you say, just just wasn't enough in the end, really, was it? Um, to to get a second goal, but you seem very down. We're talking about the positives yeah. now, Sam. <laughs> We'll get on to the negatives in a second. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking about the positives. Yeah, um, sh- I mean, shit sandwich. You know, you start yeah. positive, go on to negative, then go back to positive. So I, th- I feel like the main positive from tonight was the set pieces. I, I thought we've really found our our niche there. We don't we don't try and play it short. We don't do anything fancy. You just get it into the mixer every time, and we look we do look a threat now. Mm. Um, and also from from free kicks, there was just that one little cre- kind of creative corner where we knocked it to Alioski, and um, he's almost almost bagged a whirly there, hasn't he? My fucking, word. Uh, the post. My word, what a clean strike mm. that was. But Rafinha on corners, like you say, he makes a hell of a difference. The way he drills that ball in really is dangerous. And yeah. I think Phillips had some good deliveries mm. in there today, but they've just got some big, big players, haven't they? Um, but yeah, that's that's another mm. positive. You are right there. Um, that you know the, the deliveries um, for corners, especially we are starting to look threatening. And like you say, getting in the mixer, you know, we're just sort of starting to adapt our play a little bit now. Um, you know, just getting a bit clever to the Premier League, which I think is very necessary. So and, and look, Everton are a good mm. good team, and we went toe to toe and dominated them the second half. You know, they, we, we could be proud of ourselves today. Mm. I'm, I'm very proud of them, even even in a loss. You know, we we gave it absolutely everything. There was a sequence there where I couldn't believe we hadn't scored. I don't know how many shots there were within a couple of minutes. Um, but oh, was it was it uh, were they saved by Olsen every time? Yeah, I think was there were. even one cleared off the line? I, I don't even. It, there was just so many shots. I, I don't even know who was having them anymore. <laughs> we're just spraying him. <laughs> and the thing is, that's all about Pickford, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't have saved half of them. I don't. Think. You know, if I was, I was going into this. I was going into this game. I was, I was not very optimistic. I have to say, the one thing that gave me optimism was the Leicester performance because it was fantastic and everybody can see that. But a pitch from London, so bringing the London curse up <laughs> to our home ground didn't seem like a good idea. And then I was thinking about Olsen, and of course none of us have ever heard of uh, the substitute goalkeeper for Everton. Um, but it, it, I, I did have the feeling that, I mean, Popey said in the preview that he he kind of expected Pickford to have been dropped. and And it's a bit like, Kiko Casilla. I mean, Kiko Kiko goes, and we've got this young French lad, and we were all a bit apprehensive about him, but he turns out to be so much better than Kiko, oh, and it yeah. looks like they've done the same. Yeah, yeah, it was just typical, wasn't it? As soon as I saw Pickford mm. was out injured, I was like, oh god. In a way, most most people are like, oh, getting. They've got this sub keeper that no one's heard of starting for them, but for me, I was like, oh, god's sake, it's just typical, isn't it? I don't think Pickford's saving half of them shots, especially from point blank range with his little T-Rex arms. I don't think he's doing much of them, is he? They bullied us, didn't they? Yeah. They have a few, uh, they've got a few quite big units and they've also got a few, um, yeah, players who are a bit niggly and a bit, mm. uh, yeah, a bit dirty. Mm. Um, Holgate. Yeah, Holgate and, straight and, away, yeah. And Mina. Yeah, Holgate, Mina. I thought, uh, Iwobi as well, he's, he's a big lad. Yeah, he's a he big is. boy. And he was putting himself about Dekure as well. There was one time where I think he tried to gouge someone's eyes out. Was it KP? I 
I'm not uh, sure. Dallas, um, I think it was, yeah. Dallas, yeah. So there were a few tackles where I thought, you know, that's not really on, you know, especially like, you know, the elbow into KP's face yeah. and, and just a few little incidents like that. That, I mean, I'm not saying that they should have been a red card, not even necessarily a yellow, but we saw two red cards in the Premier League the night before. Yeah. That, I mean, they've. <laughs> There was a lot less than that, you it know, was. and and I thought Holgate Holgate was very lucky in particular um, to to not have picked up two yellows. Yeah, that challenge um, right at the end. Yeah. I think he it was very cynical that, and I think they just picked up on there with that elbow on Phillips. I think it was Sigurdsson. It goes, it goes mm. and takes a look behind him, sees he's there, just sort of, yeah. you know, gauges where his head is, and then puts it on him. And it's, I just think, you know, yeah. I, I think I, I um the very legal paid for stream that I had on uh, was it Astro Super Sport 2. Um, I think I had Rob Green on core commentary there and he was saying there was nothing in that. But the way he looks back, sees where he is, gauges, like I say, with his elbow where his head is and then just gives him a sneaky run there. They were doing that all game and, um, you know, we find it quite hard against teams that, you know, are, are very big and physical and, you know, good at that sort of little shithouse stuff. So It wasn't an obvious one. And I don't no. think it was, I don't think it, he's not going to break his nose no, or anything. No. I, I think it would have been harsh to, to have, um, to have got sent off for, oh, it, yeah, for yeah. example. Um, but, but even a yellow card yeah, um, would have been good. And I think what, uh, what you see the, the Wiley um, teams who've been in the Premier League for a long time now um, and, and the teams who used to win the Premier League a lot, especially when I was growing up, so scum. Arsenal, mm-hmm. and then later on Chelsea, and you can see Tottenham started doing this now under Mourinho, but they will aggressively react in that situation to defend their player and also to show, to kind of reinforce the idea that something's gone on here, mm-hmm. something bad's happened. Um, so in that situation, I would like to see a few of our players going going round Sigurdsson and telling him to get the fuck off KP. Yeah. And he, even if that's not in the kind of dark art sense, trying to influence the referee, but just to stick up for our mate. Yeah, definitely. You know? Um, and our players, and just show, that's something that the Revy side used to talk about a lot, is if is if one of our, our players got kicked a lump out of, then we'd go and, we'd go and get revenge. Yeah, they'd all sort of feel that it in player. a way, wouldn't they? Yeah, because it's that's part of it, isn't it? Yeah, that's part of the battle. Yeah. Um. It is. So, yeah, you, you you can't get bullied like that. So let's talk a little bit about the negatives. Then we switched off, and uh, if you go to sleep like that, it doesn't matter what level of football you're playing. If you're under nines, or if you're at the World Cup, you're going to concede goals because if you stop playing if you stop moving and you just watch the ball and what and watch the other team score you're gonna concede that, it yeah. doesn't matter does it yeah it's naive wasn't it, it was. i mean what happened i don't know why I, did they do that i don't know for the for their first goal i feel like they've done that a few times teams at that end of at the cop end as well um teams that come mm. there and we've they've just put a crossing from the left i, I feel like it was a leicester game I feel like a few games at, at home this season, that sort of thing's happened where, I don't know, people are maybe running mm. into each other, not looking where they are. I think Phillips and Cooper actually collided for that first goal. I had, like I said, mm. it, was, it was quite a grainy um, 
totally legal stream I was watching. So it was, yeah, I couldn't really make out, but I think they did collide. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just having that awareness in the box of who's running on, um, whose man that is. And like you say, not to collide with people, but we've seen that a few times now um, this season where someone's, you know, everyone just sort of stopped. Someone just pelted in last last minute and tapped it in. And it's it's frustrating and it's annoying and it's something that can be easily rectified and, and should be rectified because, you know, if, if, if whoever's man that was tracks him, gets in front of him, that's not a goal and it's not a piss-easy goal for them. Same with the second, you know. Um, mm. I think it might have been Erlen lost his man. If you keep hold of that man as, as you know, as good as Calvert-Lewin is, but if you stick stick to him like Blue, he's not, he's not peeling off and making that little header and it's just... Annoying little things like that, but things that we're going to iron out, I feel, um, across this season. And, you know, as we buy better players, I feel like they're going to, you know, cut that sort of stuff out. But it is frustrating, isn't it, watching them little goals go in and so easily rectified, aren't they? It's really frustrating. It's really frustrating because we were great for five minutes at the, at the start of this game. And then we went to sleep. And I don't, I don't know why we did that but we let Everton into the game. And that second half showed you how we can play, how well we can play, how well we can dominate the play, how well we can dominate the space. We didn't give them anything, not a sniff. It was only after we brought on Costa and Pablo um, that we'd kind of unbalanced ourselves in a way because we were just trying to throw everything at it to try and get an equaliser. Um, but for the majority of that second half, we we can play like that against all teams. And we'd shown against Leicester how good we can be against the big teams. And Everton are, are a team full of multi-million pound players, and we're just not. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it was it was ailing it was ailing arguably for the first goal as well, but I mean you you can't just put it all on no, him. He no. was out of he was out of position. Volga um, seemed to travel uh, through uh, loads of ref- like two or three players, didn't it? And then I think it was yeah. that far post where Ailing was. Um, but Strauch had stopped. Strauch had stopped, and then as you said, Cooper and KP got in in each other's way, but they also just stopped and kind of watched it all happen. Yeah, and and that was the frustrating thing for me is like, you know just awareness and and stopping and kind of panicking a bit and wondering what's going to happen. Yeah. There's no time for that in the Premier League. I was just about to say, you know, you you switch off like that in the Prem, you're going to get punished every single time. Um, And it's just Mm. cutting out of our game. And, you know, these players are still still learning, you know, the Premier League and and learning that they can't make their mistakes, you know, in the Championship, Mm. uh, you know, they might not, have, have gone in um, but I think you know with how we're going to invest in our team in the next few seasons I don't think we lose that game in two or three seasons time I think we win that and win that comfortably in the second half I think we get a few goals in there um, I think like, yeah, as, 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 as we progress our squad I think we win that game today um, mm. so yeah it's it's, it's going to get all them you know daft little areas are going to get cut out as, as and when these players eventually sort of get faded out you know it's it's shit because you know they got us promoted but you can't hold on to these players you know they're yeah they're, they're playing a lot of them at the at the highest that they can if tyler roberts gets that last opportunity yeah. on target i think we'd all have a different opinion of yeah. his performance because i think he actually played well yeah that's the thing he he did play well when he came on yeah. again 
Um, but the thing is, that was our last opportunity, and that's probably what's in most people's minds. Yeah. Is him <laughs> ballooning it almost out of the, when, uh, the fucking south stand. When Bamford crossed that in, I was like, where on earth has he put that? And then, yeah, he just didn't mm. need to get over it. But I, like you said, I think Roberts is actually performed really well when he's come on the past mm. maybe four or five games. I don't know if he's trying to prove a point because there was a lot of talk of him leaving in January. And I think there was actual interest by by what we you know why what we hear. So maybe he's starting to think, oh shit, I need to start playing now. Um, and when he does come on, and he's gonna have to affect games. Otherwise, you know, who knows what will happen in the summer? I don't know how long he's got left on his contract, but maybe it's just giving him a bit of kick up the arse, having that much interest in him from the championship, and he wants to prove himself in the Premier League. And yeah, the first half of the season he was coming on and not affecting games in the slightest. I feel. It's, yeah, the past four or five, he really has, and it's and it's nice to have that option because he's fast, and he's intelligent, and he's got a good shot on him. Apart from you know, apart from that last one that we saw, but yeah, I think he can affect games now. Click is another one who didn't have a good game. You know, against Leicester, he he had this return to form, and he thought, right, now he's back, and then it just goes back to a, a fairly average performance again. Yeah, and yeah, it's just it's a bit weird because it's all of the. It's not just him and the players, but it, it's all of the teams in the Premier League as well. It's, it's just been a very, very inconsistent season, and it and it and it and it seems weird. So let's move on now. Let's talk about that fucking London ice ring. <laughs> so, I mean, I've never been so excited about grass before. To be honest with you, <laughs> and we were talking about it as being obviously we didn't sign any any players, but we were talking about it being the signing of the transfer window and uh, you know a remarkable feat to to lay this pitch in record time and 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 then there was this kind of the slow motion of the the soil dripping off the rake. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the video that the, the, the uh, Leeds United released before the game. And it's a fucking ice rink, isn't it? Yeah. And it's and it's a fucking London ice rink, which <laughs> fills me with dread. Have we got the receipt? Uh, I don't know. Like the, yeah. the, the last time I was excited about grass this much was when it was in a weed drought when I was about fifteen back in the day. Um, mm. <laughs> but that, like like you say, it was absolutely, you know, it was like getting a new pitch, and then no one could stay on their feet, and that's actually how we sort of gave away the ball for their first goal was by slipping over. Um, mm. No one looked confident on it. And I can't, yeah. I, I, do new pitches do that? Was it wet? I mean, it was raining, wasn't it? Is that a new, you know, the pitches do that? I, I, I just don't know. But hopefully we keep the receipt and... You know, do they need to cover it uh, when it's raining? Do they need to not water it so much? Yeah. It was Russian roulette tonight. And whoever slipped at the wrong moment, was going to give away goals, oh, yeah. and in a, in a game that was that was very tight and defined by a um, a, a goalkeeper um, Olsen, who was kept them in it. Um, then it it was it was really it was, I think it was really unlucky. Um, it was we we partly made our own luck by switching off at inopportune moments and giving them goals, and we partly got unlucky from the slipping and the sliding of the pitch however let's let's try and finish this on on a positive then mm-hmm. um so can i ask you for your man of the match firstly um does it have to be a leeds player or can i pick anyone 
Well, we're a Leeds United podcast, so <laughs> probably best pick a Leeds player. Okay, I was, I was going to say Olsen, because them saves, like I said, I was a keeper, and I, I see them saves and think it was unreal. But, yeah. but them, they're Everton scum. So let's go <laughs> for, I'm going to say Super Duper Rafinha, just because he, again, he just took the took the game by the scruff of the neck. Um, got a goal at a very good time. I mean, what, just after half time? What, what perfect mm. time to score a goal. And yeah, he just looked tricky all yeah. game again. And I was, I was absolutely, I was so happy when um, I've seen he was on the team sheet and not injured because I feel like if we, if we didn't have him today, like we said earlier on in the podcast, I don't, I don't think we have half of the chances um, and half of the trouble, you know, for, for Everton. Um, so yeah, for, for me, Rafinha because he just stood out to me. And what about you? Yeah, uh, it will probably be Olsen as well. But um, <laughs> no, that it can't be anybody other than Rafinha. I think um, where we'd be without him and Melier, I have no idea. We might even we might even be in trouble. Yeah. But thank God we've got them two, and thank God, touch wood, that they have. Um, I'm not religious, so I don't know why I say thank God. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah, I know. That's it. One of those yeah. weird things, isn't it, yeah. that you just do unconsciously. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, it has to be Rafinha. Um, so a couple of interesting stats. Um, Leeds have conceded 17 goals via set pieces in the Premier League, including penalties. And that's the most in the Premier League. And I think we have got a lot better at set pieces. I know that we conceded um from one again today um but in general i thought we we defended them okay fairly fairly well to be honest they only had did they only have one corner yeah one and they or, scored one from maybe it two, so maybe yeah. we didn't <laughs> yeah maybe that's just throwing that argument yeah they had so. one okay <laughs> so yep forget what i'm saying <laughs> no but <laughs> we have looked better i remember yeah. there was a time i think Crystal Palace maybe and um and then after that I think we I think we got a lot I think we started to get better anyway in general yeah. we've been a lot better and I think you do have to get a bit of luck and let's face it Everton got a bit of luck today from scoring at their first corner yeah. you know Ailing lost his man that's true he, he should wear that um but on the other hand you know, there has to be so many factors involved for you to score at a corner. It has to land in the right way. There has to be a player is almost exactly the right time. Otherwise, it uh, in the spot. Otherwise, it um, bounces off your head in all sorts of directions. That just reminded me of that Bamford header, actually. Oh, um, yeah. I thought Paddy played okay, um, and he couldn't have done anything more it's um, with it, that he? header. I think he did really well. He's unlucky again. Yeah, he was. Um, I think it was at Mina. Seemed to be pulling him about quite a bit. But yeah, it's 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 a tough day mm. in the office for games like that for Paddy. Um, when you've got mm. some aggressive defenders like they do, you know, absolute meatheads as well. I just remember the was it from a corner where Stroke forced a really good save from their keeper free kick. Yeah, yeah. and and it, and, it, and he flicked it on, and he actually did really well flicking it on. It actually came off. Calvert Lewin after it oh, after he flicked it. it on and then it was a it was a great it was a great save by Olsen yeah so I mean it had been deflected as well but if it hadn't have been deflected I think it would have been much more 
difficult for Olsen. Yeah, but it would have been. when you look at their their defenders and the the, the the big lads at the back that they pack the box with uh, for set pieces, you've got Godfrey, who I think they bought for fifteen or twenty or yeah, thirty million or whatever that, yeah. it was from Norwich, who was probably Norwich's outstanding defender. And then you've got Mina, who of course you probably everybody remembers from the World Cup when he scored against um, when he scored against England. For Colombia, Holgate's yeah, yeah Holgate's a tall lad, um, and Dakure's not uh, not short either. Um, to be honest, neither Sigerson's not that short, yeah. and he puts himself Gomez about. Well. You can ask Cal- Calvin Phillips's face about that. Um, <laughs> Gomez is the same; he's he's not shy. Calvert Lewin, obviously, he's a good good header of the ball as well. So, and then there was Olsen. So it's it's not like they are um they're a team of short asses and we didn't uh defend properly you know that we've really made it they it was really difficult and it was really difficult in the box and i think if you look at strauk he is turning out to be really good in the air and if you look at somebody like uh lorente he scored loads of goals in the air um in 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 spain um he was actually known for that so we've been again unlucky uh in in to lose to lose out on him especially before this game. So Everton's five league wins at Ellen Road have come in 19, 26, 39, 51, 2002 and 2021. So they they've just won one of their last 37 um top flight games at Ellen Road. Um so that kind of shows you how uh, what a fortress it has been for us against them over the years, and probably why we're all feeling a little bit down, especially um, the the older fans who who have always generally had good times yeah, playing I, against Everton. Yeah, at Ellen Road. I feel I feel like if fans are in there today, I think they would have been exactly what we needed in that second half, just to literally suck the ball into the goal. Yes, um, it's such a shame, like you say, for yeah. for. The teams that you've got good records for, I know it sounds daft, but sometimes it does make a difference. And I don't know if it plays on uh, players' minds, but as a fan, you think, oh, well, well, they've got a bad record here. And, you know, for us in London, for example, mm. you know, surely that's playing on the players' minds now. Could not agree with you more, Sam. We need to get fans <laughs> in there um, to, yeah. because they do make a difference. They really do. So Leeds were the far better team today, in my opinion. A couple of mad moments and and Everton have scored Everton a team of quality a fantastic coach and a team who are very well established um in the Premier League they've always been seventh or eighth um so kind of winning the the mini league table below the top six and today we had you know we've dominated possession again um we've had 16 shots um seven on target and that was just the difference I think that we were just either more clinical or um yeah they were saved by who probably was the man of the match and probably the neutrals man of the match also yeah. um i thought the referee was a was a bit cunty yeah um he he Got just a cunty look about it was another well. one of those where there there weren't huge huge mistakes by him it was just a lot of these tiny little 50-50s where it could go one way or the other you know, Richarlison diving all the time, for uh, example, yeah. and, I thought, and all um, of that, you know, and then him getting, and that just breaks up the play and it stops our momentum and flow and, and, and we kind of, 
it's another psychological effect like oh we've got to beat these and the ref you know yeah i thought um i wrote it down in my notes um when he yellow carded uh, Harrison, I think it was maybe in the 15th minute, I thought that was dead harsh. Um, mm. he, he sort of went in for a hard tackle, pulled out, and then nothing really happened, but he gave me yellow, and that's like straight away. And that's because when Harrison tracks back, he's quite important to how we defend. And straight away mm. from minute 15, that's, you know, they're, they're going to have a bit more luck down there because he might be a bit reluctant to go in. But I thought that was a really bad decision and not even giving him a freebie as it goes, you know what I mean? But to, to not to give him for something that I didn't, it showed a replay, I didn't really give much, I didn't think. Yeah, and uh, same with Ailing as well. It was not intentional by no. Ailing to accidentally um, uh, stand on, on Dina's foot. No, no. Uh, Dina makes a meal of it. They The Everton players complain and then Ailing gets a yellow card. And I think that was maybe a little bit of the difference. Um, but they were, they were, doing worse fouls mm. and not getting yellows. Yeah. And when you you think you can get away with it, then you can do it again and again and again. And that breaks up our play. And, and like I, said, I mean, were, what can we say? They were doing it multiple times and some of the very cynical yeah. ones, people just hacking him down to not get a crossing or hacking him down mm. to not progress the ball. And you think with yeah. ones like that, surely that's a dead set yellow. Um, mm. But he just let them get away with it. Holgate, I remember doing it a few times. I think, is he not going to yeah. you know, do anything yeah. more with it? I thought that too. I thought he'd he'd had he'd had his three chances at least. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. you know, it was only later when it was really obvious against Rafinha um that they gave the yellow card. But that should have been him off. Yeah. yeah. He should have already had a yellow. But we can't make excuses no, like that. No. It's it's definitely not an excuse, it's just an observation. But um I think uh this was a tale of Leeds playing very well and throwing everything at it in that second half. And that was encouraging, encouraging to see that performance like I think we were a bit shell-shocked maybe with those two goals yeah. and going in at half time 2-0 down and not playing spectacularly and definitely not playing anywhere near the way we played against Leicester and then coming out for that second half and just throwing everything at it yeah. and they were very good on the break and we had to um, put as much effort into going forward as coming back and defending and I thought I thought we did that very well we we didn't we didn't give them any any chances at all, really, in that second half. And I think for that the, uh, that alone, the players deserve a huge amount of credit and they can take so many Couldn't positives from this game. Couldn't agree more, man. All yeah. right, Sam. Um, so final thoughts then? Um, it was a very entertaining game, let's be honest. It was really good. And like you just said, mm. you know, they could be really proud of themselves. Um, and like you said as well, Everton are a very well-established Premier League team, invest heavily in their squads. They've got a really, really, really world-class manager and we restricted them in the second half to absolutely nothing. Um, we should have scored. Um, as frustrating as it is, games like that, uh, uh, yeah, you've just got to take positives from it. And I feel, like I said earlier on, in a year or two, once we've um, invested in that squad a bit more, I think we win that game. And I think we win that by mm. a couple of goals because the, our domination in that second half just needed that bit of quality that... Um, Everton had, but yeah, look, I'm 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 happy with that. Um, it is a good performance, and I'm sure Bielsa will be taking the positives out of that. Final thoughts from me, yeah. Um, we're we're eleventh. Um, I don't know what we expected. Um, when we came into the Premier League, but as much as we joked about Champions League football and all of that, I don't think we've got the quality, and we certainly haven't had the consistency of performances to 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 go for Europe at the first attempt, but. I think 
a lot of people just wanted to finish 17th. That's all um, we need. That's all we need to do. You know? And we are absolutely nowhere near that. And I know it sounds a bit like a broken record, but we're 11th. Um, it's, it's fine. I think we're, we're doing well. And as long as we put in good performances, as long as the players wear their hearts on the sleeves and sweat for leads and bleed for leads and put their bodies on the line um, like they did in that second half today, I don't think we can, um, we can have any complaints that we don't, we don't need anything more from them no. we don't we, we don't expect them to win every game do we so no. it's just about we're putting on that shirt and wearing it with pride and 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 going out and giving their all and i thought that second half they really did that yeah. so it's a positive for me yeah it was it was okay no, that's what we like hey We're all about the positives you know i feel better for that now as well <laughs> so if you're watching on youtube uh let us know your thoughts on the game in the comments and if you're listening on the podcast um just send it to us via telekinesis <laughs> um so thanks for listening uh if you would like to help us out and um sub click on the subscribe button um you know it doesn't cost you anything to do that no, yeah click it your bastards does it does it click no, it go on it. come on dare you double dare you <laughs> Come on, you <laughs> Click your cunt. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so it's uh, thank you very much for listening. And it's a very goodbye from me. My name is Adonis. And you can catch me at the Adelites on Twitter. And you can catch Sam Ward at Sam Ward LUFC on Twitter. It's a very goodbye from him. Goodbye. Everyone keep the faith. Give us a follow. Go on, don't be boring. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll see you in the main cast very shortly. Uh, to round up the week, and then we'll see you for who we play next. Crystal Palace, not in London. There you go, Crystal Palace, not in London. Yes, at Ellen Road. At Ellen Road. On the ice. On the ice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Disney on ice or whatever, isn't it? <laughs> Ancelotti's the. All right, the, catch the, you next time. <laughs> Bye. Keep the faith. Loose, loose, loose. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Come on, leads. Most of our stats come from LUFC stats or LUFC data on Twitter. A very special thanks to Barney Stewart, Cookie Ewan, and Howard Metcalf, Josh Pearson, Laura, Leon, and Rob, The Light Show, and all our family and friends. So many games to play, don't care what's on your mind.